This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson filling in for Sean Kelly as uh, he did some rest after coming in late last night after the Pelicans beat the Suns in Phoenix in overtime, 120-119. We'll get to uh, the Pelicans in just a little bit, but it's a tough Monday here at, on the campus of the Pelicans and the Saints as the Saints fell yesterday to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 16-11, to dropping the Saints to 5-8. and Buccaneers improve to 8-5, and and Buccaneers still remain um, well in the playoff hunt, still sitting at that 6th seed, tied with the Falcons, who won yesterday big in L.A., 42-14. to Saints... Um, Mathematically, I believe, are still very, very alive and a very slim hope. Um, but for the most part, uh, Saints' season um, won't see the playoffs, unfortunately, as they drop again to 5-8 and eight after yesterday's game. Uh, Drew Brees uh, struggled again. Three interceptions, second straight game with uh, three interceptions and no touchdowns. It was his first time he's done that in consecutive games as far as the no touchdowns since uh, 2009 when he did it against Buffalo and the New York Jets on September 27th. In October 4th, the running game really didn't get much going there. 46 rushing yards yesterday on 16 attempts. And uh, I thought the defense played pretty well, uh, holding the Bucks to just 16 points. But uh, unfortunately, just could not uh, get anything going offensively as the Saints again fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll have Christian Garrick on from uh, WWL Radio, Saints sideline reporter, kind of get his take on the Saints' uh, loss yesterday and kind of where we go from here with three games left to go and uh, the playoffs uh, almost out of reach. Um, what do you want to look for from the Saints in these last three games? They're on the road next at Arizona. Then their home finale on Christmas Eve against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then New Year's Day will finish off against division rival Atlanta at the Georgia Dome. So uh, we'll hear from him to kind of look forward to uh, what we should look forward to as far as these last three games, what you want to see um, from this team as we look forward now to next season for the New Orleans Saints. On the Pelicans' side, they split a uh, two-game West Coast road trip. They lost to the Clippers on Saturday night big, 133-105. to Only nine guys available. No Anthony Davis, no Etwan Moore, and no Drew Holiday. Check Diallo, uh, a nice night. His first career double-double, 19 points and 10 rebounds. Um, basically played a lot of minutes due to the fact that the Pelicans only had nine guys available. And also the Pelicans signed a, a new player in Reggie Williams. He played well last night as the uh, Pelicans salvaged the road trip, beating the Suns in overtime 120-119, coming back from 15 down in the third quarter. Reggie Williams with 17 points off the bench for New Orleans. And Tim Frazier, first career triple-double, 14 points, 11 rebounds, and 11 assists, the 20th double-double uh, in franchise history. So Tim Frazier, a nice night uh, for him. And we'll hear from Tim Frazier from our post-game radio interview with Sean Kelly as we get a recap on last night's game. We'll also hear from head coach Alvin Gentry. So, now the Pelicans have a pretty big game tomorrow as they take on the 21-4 Golden State Warriors who came back and beat the Minnesota Timberwolves last night in Minnesota. So Warriors head to New Orleans today and will take on the Pelicans tomorrow night at the Smoothie King Center 7 o'clock tip. We'll have more information for you uh, coming up on tomorrow's show. So uh, we have some ups and downs here at the facility, but we are going to talk some Saints football. We'll do so next with Christian Garrick. And then we'll talk Pelicans as they win last night in Phoenix. Stay with us. This is the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report.
It's guys' night out. You and the crew head out to the club. Tonight is ladies' night, but there are no ladies in sight. Where are the ladies, bro? Then a bad batch of hot wings sends you sprinting to the bathroom. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans. See Anthony Davis and the Pels face off against Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and the Golden State Warriors Tuesday, December 13th. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Ochsner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Ochsner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things, like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Ochsner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-OCHSNER or visit ochsner.org. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. We continue to recap yesterday's Saints loss to the Buccaneers. Joining me now is Christian Garrick of WWL Radio. He's a sideline reporter on the Saints Radio Network and also co-hosts double coverage from 8 to 12 p.m. Monday through Friday. Hello, Christian. Thanks for coming on today. Absolutely, Daniel. Good for having good. Good to be on with you. Thanks for having me. No problem. Christian, I'll start with a generic question here. What were some of your biggest takeaways from the 16-11 loss yesterday in Tampa? Uh, wow. Um, that we, We've just seen um, the same kind of game play out back-to-back weeks in terms of an offense that sputtered, uh, a defense that I think played pretty well, and a team that I think shot themselves for the last two weeks in terms of penalties and, and, and turnovers. It's something that uh, it's a little alarming when you watch and it becomes a trend. I mean, six turnovers and two ball games, and Drew Brees going without a touchdown pass in both of those ball games. I mean, I, I have a hard time recollecting when you know when that's happened recently uh, with Drew Brees. He's, he's played that well in his career, obviously, but uh, it's just, I just I took away the fact that you know this is a team that it's just living up to I think what they've started, and that is a, kind of an inconsistent up and down team that uh, you don't know what you're going to get week to week. Uh, I want to uh, focus on Drew Brees for a second because you mentioned the two games of throwing no touchdowns. I actually looked it up. I think it was 2009 was the last time he had no touchdowns in two consecutive games. So you're right. It's been a long time. Can you put your finger on what's been happening with him? Has it been him forcing bad throws? Is it just the offense has been struggling these past two games? What can you put your finger on as to why Brees has struggled these last two games? Well, I would say a couple of things. First off, you know, when you're missing Max Unger at center, that's going to have an impact. Now, that was only one game. Um, but that's going to – have an impact on your protection. And, and, and Drew Brees, like any other quarterback, you've you got to have protection. If you break down there, it's going to make him look 
uh, a little bit more human when he's got pressure in his face or you know, he's got to manipulate the pocket a little bit more. Uh, that's just not that's not conducive to good quarterback play in general. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're whether, whether you're a Hall of Famer or not, you're going to struggle to play that position. And in particular, if you can't get into a rhythm offensively, which is what the Saints have have lacked here in the last couple of weeks, they just haven't been able to get into a rhythm, whether it be because of penalties or because of turnovers or because of just stalled drives. Um, you know, I, I think that that's a big part of it is is the rhythm and, and the tempo. The Saints always talk about that, um, operating with a really really high tempo and kind of dictating the pace to the defense, and the Saints haven't been able to do that. They're kind of a fast-break offense, to use a, um, a basketball analogy. And, you know, when they're getting pressed, uh, they, 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 they struggle a little bit if they can't beat the press. Do you think the lack of the uh, running game the last couple of games has kind of hurt Drew Brees as well? Only 16 carries yesterday for the entire uh, offense for 46 yards. I know Mark Ingram is battling that toe injury. Do you think the running game kind of stalling out has kind of hurt Drew Brees and that offense as well? Without a doubt, yeah. I mean, look, when they were rolling, you know, I don't know what the numbers say today, but I know uh, this time last week they were a top-10 rushing offense, and the last two weeks they haven't been able to run the football. Uh, prior to that, when they were rolling up points and, and the number one offense in the league and, um, you know, lighting up scoreboards, they were able to run the ball with great balance, and then uh, the passing game was that much more effective. Uh, let's not forget, too, though, that he, he didn't have Michael Thomas um, at his disposal yesterday. I think that had an impact. Um, obviously, I mentioned Max Hunger, but, yeah, the inability to run the football, I think, has played a significant role in, in the Saints' struggles in the last two games. You mentioned the defense, how you thought it played pretty well, and I agree with you, uh, only allowing 16 points. A pretty good Tampa Bay offense. They seem to have been playing a lot better recently. Uh, what have you seen from this defense that you're encouraged about through these last two games? Well, uh, look, it's their ability, I think, to, first off, you record a safety, that's significant, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then their ability to stop the run. They've been really good against the run. They've been able to get after the passer. I think the secondary, by and large, played play pretty well. I know uh, against the Lions, at times you gave up some big plays because well, you, you're dealing with Matthew Stafford, who's a skilled, surgical uh, quarterback. Um, you know, I, I, I just like the uh, intensity that they play with. They get after the passer uh, much better than they did uh, a year ago. They can stop the run much better than they did a year ago. And I think that you know they're they're kind of piecing it together in the back end of that secondary. They didn't have. Kenny Vaccaro yesterday either. Uh, they won't have him for the remainder of the season, but I know this. I think that you found your defensive coordinator in Dennis Allen. Let's talk about uh, the Saints' last three games. You have at Arizona, then you have uh, at home against Tampa Bay in the home finale, and then the season finale in Atlanta against the Falcons. So I know the Saints are technically, I don't think, have been eliminated yet, but they're pretty much uh, eliminated from playoff contention here. Um, what do you want to see from this team with three games left in the season? Well, I would, you know, I know that mathematically they're alive, right? And, and, and I get that. I would invite fans to not think playoffs. Uh, I, I understand that they would, you know, that's their right, and you know they believe in their team, and that's all well and good. What I'm saying from a from a in watching standpoint, from an and an enjoying standpoint, I would watch to see what the energy uh, is on this team and some of the younger players that I think that they put in place here that they can build around. And I think you audition a couple of guys. Um, see, you know, what their role might be for next season. Um, and, and I just want to see, you know, the competitive spirit of this team. You know, they, they're, um, they're professional athletes. They're pro football players. I know they're prideful individuals. I, I want to see if they can weather the storm a little bit because at 5-8, and eight, and, and all likelihood, you're going to be out of the playoffs. And, you know, look, you still have an opportunity to get to 500 and finish at 8-8, eight and eight, which is uh, obviously better than having a losing season. That's three straight years, though, that you wouldn't make the postseason. But, their character is really going to be tested. 
uh, these final three games. I want to see how they respond. Do you think players look at that as far as, you know, that even though they're mathematically eliminated, of course they want to be at 500, but do you think they look at the fact that they can try to maybe prevent other teams from making playoff pushes? Like you mentioned, they play the Bucks, um in two weeks. They're fighting for a playoff spot. The Falcons are fighting for the division. Do you think players get juiced up for things like that, that even though they can't make the playoffs, that they can certainly ruin the playoff hopes of other teams? Well, they would, uh, they would tell you that they don't, but mm-hmm. I think that they do. I think that they should. I mean, at that point, uh, look, ultimately – there, there's no greater motivation in, in the fact that you're just that's your job that's your profession i get that but at the same time if you and i were competing against something that i knew i wasn't going to be able to get to where you're going but if i could prevent you from getting to that goal then hey that's a that's a feather in my cap so it's not the main driving force but i, I absolutely think that the, the players look at that even though they'll, they'll say and and do the right things in, in front of the media and say look that's not our that's not our goal that's not our our, our purpose uh however you know, it's got to be a factor. Uh, ultimately, their 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 number one goal and their number one uh, motivation is is really about um, you know being a professional athlete and getting paid uh, a job to, to to perform, and and that's the expectation that they have. All right, real quick before I let you go, I know you mentioned you want to see some of these young guys uh, playing these last few games. Who are some players you mentioned you want to look out for? Who are some on your radar that you kind of want to see how they develop in these last three games? Well, I, th- I think you you still have to find out what you got in Stephon Anthony. He started a lot yesterday in, in place of Craig Robertson. Um, I thought he did okay, but you, you got to find out. This is a first-round draft pick now that, that's into well into his second season. You have to find out exactly what his role is going to be going forward. Where, where can you fit him in? How does he fit into the long-term plans? Um, that's one player. I, I also want to see the continued development of Sheldon Rankins on the interior of that defensive line, who I think has played really well uh, since coming off that leg injury and He's something to watch because he's going to be a force in the middle of an NFL defense for quite some time. So and you got Vaughn Bell, Mike Thomas. I mean, all, all the guys that that we know um, that we know of already that have played pretty prominent roles already. I just want to see their continued development and see how they see how they handle that. I mean, look, a lot of these veterans in, in the league have been through tough spots in the season, or tough spots in their career where it wasn't going well. I mean, if you think about Michael Thomas and, and Vaughn Bell in particular. They came from a, a, a powerhouse college program where they didn't lose very often. Uh, it was, you know, they, they might have lost eight games or five games their entire career um, in, in college, and here they are having to suffer some setbacks in the NFL. I want to see how they handle that. All right, good stuff there. That's Christian Garrick, sideline reporter for the New Orleans Saints and co-host of Double Coverage on WWL Radio. Christian, I appreciate the time, my friend. All right, thanks. All right, I'll recap the Pelicans' win over the Suns next on the Black and Blue Report. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. This holiday season, give the gift of New Orleans Pelicans basketball to that special sports fan in your life. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Tomino's, lets you pick four games to stick under the tree. Guarantee great seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA. Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one-topping pizza from Domino's. Visit pelicans.com to check another name off that holiday shopping list today. This is Tim Frazier, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. 
Time now to recap last night's Pelicans win over the Phoenix Suns, 120-119 in overtime. Pelicans were down 15 at one point in the third quarter, came back to win by one in overtime. Pelicans improved to 8-17 and 17 on the season, split the West Coast trip with the Clippers and the Suns. Five players in double figures. Drew Holiday led all scorers for the Pelicans with 23 points, 7 of 18 shooting, 3 assists, and 3 rebounds. Uh, Holiday missed the last three games with turf toe. Him and each one more, and Anthony Davis were back for last night's game. Anthony Davis, uh, a little rusty, 44 minutes of play, 14 points, 12 rebounds, but 4 of 17 from the field, 6 of 6 from the foul line. Uh, Langston Galloway was hot in the fourth quarter, 12 points, all of them coming in the uh, final frame of regulation, 4 of 7 from beyond the arc. We co of course, we talked about Tim Frazier with his triple-double last night, his first career one, 14 points, 11 rebounds, and uh, 11 assists. Pelicans didn't shoot well from the field, 39%. Actually shot better, I think, from uh, three-point land, 16 of 40 at 40%. Uh, only turned the ball over 12 times, which is around their average. 16 points off those turnovers for Phoenix. As I mentioned, Tim Frazier, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. His first career triple-double. He was our star of the game on the radio, and Sean Kelly spoke to him right after the game. And Tim Frazier is our star of the game tonight and is uh, donning the headset to join us here at courtside. Congratulations, my friend. Appreciate it, man. Boy, Thank does you. that feel good to win one finally? Yeah, man, it's been a while, man. I'm yeah. glad we got, we got that one. We needed that one. Fought back, put away a win. Congratulations on your first triple-double, by the way. Did you know <laughs> you had one? Man, yeah. I, I, when I got the rebound at the end, I, I, I knew I had it. You know, my teammates were telling me to get one. Man, but at the end of the day, man, just glad we got the win. That triple-double wouldn't have meant anything. We would have lost it. But stay with the triple-double for a moment. Yeah. That is, that's the gold standard of guards, right? A point guard especially to get a triple-double. You'll <laughs> it, remember pretty, this one. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty impressive, especially when we did it on a win on the road, off the back-to-back. -back. You know what I mean? Obviously, you see Russell, make, Russell Westbrook getting them all the time. But, you know, man, it feels good to finally get one in the NBA. Tim, tell me about this. You guys were 1-15 when trailing at the end of the third quarter, which was the case tonight. What was it about the fourth quarter that allowed you to pull back and at least force overtime. Man, we kept fighting. The guys made big-time shots. Langston made big-time shots. Reggie came in and kept us going in the first half. AD did what he could. And, you know, obviously seeing triple teams and double teams, each one came and made shots. Everybody contributed. Terrence went on the streak. Man, we really just fought all the way from 1 through 15. I think it's fair to criticize your defense as a team last night. Is the defense a part of the win as much as anything else tonight? I think, it, you know, it definitely played a part, man. I look at myself, man. I let Blesso get downhill a couple times and get layups when, when it needed. But other than that, man, our teammates stepped up, helped us out getting stops. Any nerves during overtime for you guys because you're playing on this edge of, hey, man, we just we just want to win. And does it make it difficult when you're trying to, to keep from pressing or doing too much in overtime? Man, you, you try to just take it one play at a time. Like you said, I mean, we got all-stars and, and MVPs on our team, future MVPs, and Anthony, you know, he you know, he settled us down. And my job was just to get everybody involved and Drew make some timely buckets for us to, you know, get the win. All right, back to the win itself, big picture-wise. You said... You said, you know, it feels good. It seems like it's been forever. Can this start something else, you know, when you finally crack through and, and win a ball game like this? And it has to. You know, you got you to gotta feed off with, you know, this energy and this this win that we have, and we got to continue to grow, man. We got a lot more games, and we still believe in ourselves in the locker room. We continue to fight. We got another one, I think, on Tuesday. We got to go get that one. Here's to a happy flight tonight, my friend. Appreciate it. Can't yep, wait congratulations. To get Thank you, man. And, of course, as usual, Sean Kelly also spoke with head coach Alvin Gentry. Here's what he had to say about the road trip and uh, tonight's game and Tim Frazier's big night. Coach, congratulations. Thank you. Thoughts on the win? Oh, I thought that, uh, you know, the second half we played with a lot more grit. You know, I, I thought the, the, the first 
really about the first three quarters of the game. I thought that they made all the tough plays and we didn't. You know, hustle plays, coming up with loose balls and things like that. But I, I thought we did a, a good job really really the last 15 minutes of the game. I thought we, you know, we made, we made good hustle plays, uh, made tough plays, and then obviously we came up with a, enough plays uh, execution-wise to win the game. It's almost as if, Coach, you you sent five guys out there to start the fourth quarter and said, this is yours to go get or leave on the table. Did you play the same five guys, I guess with the exception of more than an entire quarter? Uh, yeah, because they were going they were going good. Yeah. And they were going good, uh, you know, we were going to leave them in there. And I thought those guys did a great job. Well, we had just a few breakdowns, but that's going to happen. But I thought for the most part, uh, when we needed to come up with a big play or we needed to have a loose ball, uh, we found a way to do it. Galloway scored all 12 of his points in that quarter, Coach. Did, was he just getting good looks, hot? How did his teammates find him? Well, uh, I say the one thing about this team is that, you know, when Langston makes a couple of shots, uh, they really do a good job of trying to find that next shot for him, you know, either a screen or a dribble handoff or whatever. Uh, they do a good job of trying to find, the, find the, the next shot for him. So, you know, I thought that when we were struggling and, you know, down 15, <clears throat> he made a couple of shots for us and, and we did a good job of coming back. A thought or two, if you don't mind, on Tim Frazier. He got his first NBA triple-double tonight, Coach, and he played for you off the bench. Well, I think with Tim, he's just, you know, you just got to understand he's just a tough kid, and that's what we really like about him. And, uh, you know, we ask him to do a lot of things. You know, we ask him to do things that, uh, you know, all-star guards do. And, you know, he never says anything. He just goes out and gives us the effort. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for him because – you know, those rebounds were, were big-time rebounds. I mean, uh, four or five of them were, you know, in traffic and going to get them. So, uh, I, you know, I thought he did a great job and, you know, uh, walked to the line and made a big free throw for us. Alvin, is there? Well, I, I think it's good for our guys, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously the, the rest thing is not <laughs> – doesn't exactly work for AD, so uh, – <laughs> We'll have to take another look and see what we'll do there. But, uh, uh, you know, I mean, we have to find a way to score when he's not going well. And, you know, I, like I said, I thought Langston made some shots. I thought, you know, Reggie Williams came in and did a great job for us. He got us off to a good start and, and made some shots. And, you know, and then down the stretch, Drew made some plays. So, you know, for us to be a good team, that's the way it has to be. We can't continue to count on AD to get 35 or 40 for us, uh, we have to have guys, when he's not going well, to be able to step up and find a way to score some points. So there you have it, Pelicans two games at home this week, tomorrow against the Golden State Warriors and Thursday against the Indiana Pacers, and they're back on the road for three games, uh, a Texas plus Philly road trip, yeah. Nice. Thank you, NBA. Uh, they take on the Houston Rockets on Friday, then the San Antonio Spurs on Sunday. They're also retiring Tim Duncan's number on Sunday, so should be a big crowd there at the AT&T Center in San Antonio. And then the Pelicans conclude their three-game road trip in Philadelphia against the 76ers next Tuesday. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap up this Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. It's guys' night out. You and the crew head out to the club. Tonight is ladies' night, but there are no ladies in sight. Where are all the ladies, bro? Then a bad batch of hot wings sends you sprinting to the bathroom. But it doesn't have to be this way. 
Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans. See Anthony Davis and the Pels face off against Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and the Golden State Warriors Tuesday, December 13th. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. All right, time to wrap things up here from Studio B. Big thanks to Christian Garrick from WWL Radio and uh, Alvin Gentry and Tim Frazier for their recap last night of the Pelicans win over the Phoenix Suns 120 to 119. I'll be back in the hosting chair again tomorrow. You're stuck with me for another day. It's my normal Tuesday hosting the Black and Blue Report, and we'll have our normal Tuesday guest. Jim offer from Pelicans.com will help me preview Pelicans and Warriors. And then we'll also have Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com, part of our fantasy focus presented by Campbell Soup, as uh, Jake will kind of talk about the the playoff run here if you're in the fantasy playoffs. I know some of you, uh, it, was a, it was a weird day yesterday. I don't think a lot of players really shined as far as guys that are normally putting up points besides Le'Veon Bell, who basically outgained the Buffalo Bills. I believe he did by himself. 298 yards to 275. I think I saw that stat yesterday. So if you had Le'Veon Bell, you're in good shape, but we'll kind of get you uh, ready for another week of playoffs. Some of you are playing in the semi, some of you are playing the championship. So we'll have some advice for you from Jake Seeley tomorrow on our normal Tuesday show. So Jim Eichenhofer and Jake Seeley. Plus, we'll get you ready again for Pelicans and Warriors. And then on Wednesday, we'll begin the uh, preview of Pelican or not Pelicans, Saints and Cardinals as the, Car- the Saints head back on the road again. For another game on Sunday afternoon. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Hope you have a great Monday. Enjoy this weather with it being in the mid-70s here in New Orleans. It was really cold on Saturday. It uh, felt good yesterday here in New Orleans, and I hope you all will enjoy the uh, nice weather here in the Big Easy today. Okay, that'll do it for today's show. Until tomorrow, I'll talk to you then. I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.